0: everyone and welcome back to the exciting episode of the Wappa's lair podcast this is episode number 480 attack of the Cutscenes part two i'm as always one of your hosts jason hunt and with me the ryu to my puja we've got carl leclerc oh look at us just just some family members of the nabari's nabari's slash Amadalas exactly and we're so excited to see padme and r2 Uh. (laughs) especially
1: r2 boy do those kids love r2 (laughs) um jason i'm oh i had so much fun talking about the the first half of the deleted scenes last week with you from attack of the clones and we're going to finish out the last five scenes uh deleted scenes again collected over the the DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, like I said last week, there are a couple more deleted scenes that there are a couple of stills of. So the big ones that stand out is there was a, there was a scene where Shmi and not Shmi, excuse me, where Padme and Baru have a moment together making essentially blue milk or something. They have a quick conversation. So that, again, that scene is in the novel Um, I've seen pictures of it, but I've never actually seen footage of it. And then there's also Mm -hmm. a scene where um, Padme is cleaning Threepio, which, again, I've seen pictures of but never actually seen filmed footage of. Now, maybe it's out there and I just haven't stumbled across it. Um, But those are are the only two scenes we won't be talking about because there isn't filmed footage of it.
0: Yeah. And uh, there's also a big... Uh, extended sequence for the genosian battle that oh, right. happens where they go on the droid control ship. There's a whole subplot about the Jedi trying to shut down the droid control ship, um, in order to shut down the droids. Uh, they are successful, but, and the droids all shut down for a second and then come right back on. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, an extended sequence in an already long battle. So they cut that whole subplot, um, the old, the one interesting thing is Kiyatimundi and Plo Koon are the ones leading it, so we got a little bit more with them uh that we ended up not getting in uh the movie. But it was a fun sequence, fun idea. Nice that they were trying to learn from the Phantom Menace, but ultimately unnecessary. So
1: Yeah. Um so like just like last week, we'll be playing the scenes so that they're fresh in your head. Um and then just kind of Talking them about it, talking talking about them a tiny bit, and then uh, deciding whether you know again, should we cut it or should we keep it?
0: Exactly, and I'm looking forward to it. So we had a lot of fun. We had a lot that we kept last uh, last yeah. episode, Carl. So yeah. I'm curious to see where we go this w- uh, week. So absolutely, uh, shall we jump into it?
1: Let's jump right into it. And this uh, this little scene takes place in the Jedi. Hanger, essentially on the Jedi temple as Obi-Wan is making ready to leave for Kamino and he's having a conversation with Mace um, and the name of this little scene is just Obi-Wan and Mace chat
2: it appears someone doesn't want us to know about this Kamino system which means there's something happening on that system that we should know about Master do you think a Jedi could have erased those files I hope not this disturbance in the force is making it hard to get a sense of things I'm concerned for my Padawan he is not ready to be on his own if the prophecy is true he is the one who will bring balance to the force but he still has much to learn his skills have made him well arrogant I realize now what you and Master Yoda knew from the beginning. The boy was too old to start his training. Master, we should not have been given this assignment. I fear Anakin will not be able to protect the senator. Why? He has an emotional connection with her. It's been there since he was a boy. Now he's confused. Distracted. Obi-Wan, you must have faith that he will choose the right path. Master.
1: Well, what do you think of this one, Jason? Um,
0: it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely not one that I necessarily uh, need kept in the movie, and obviously, um, for a little behind the scenes information. Uh, this scene was cut fairly early on, and the scene with uh, Obi-Wan, Mace, and Yoda walking through the Jedi Temple uh, was filmed in post-production. was a pickup scene that they filmed uh, mm-hmm. in order to replace this, so to get some of the other information uh, that they wanted in there, uh, and they figured it worked better. So um, with that in mind, I definitely like what we got better uh, than this one um the the one thing i will say that i do like about this is that mace uh doesn't seem as just hard-nosed against anakin in this scene Mm. as he normally seems yeah so you know he he tells obi-wan that you know you must have faith he will choose the right path uh which is kind of nice um and uh it's a you know a nice place to see a Jedi, the Jedi hangar and, and how they, you know, house all their star fighters and whatnot. It was kind of nice, but it's, it's, it's fine. It's an okay scene. I'm definitely glad with what we got instead. So, uh, yeah, this one, this one is, it's fine. You cut it. So, so you'd, cut yeah, it.
1: I'd cut it. You cut
0: it. <laughs> I'd cut it for um, sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I'd also cut it because, like you said, I mean, we kind of get this dialogue in that newer scene um, with Yoda included as well. Uh, also love that we get to see a big part of the interior chambers of the of the temple and the other scene as well. Yeah. But there are a few things I, I do want to make note of that I do appreciate in this scene. The first is, again, they're they're kind of continuing this thread of the force being clouded, right? Mace, cause Obi-Wan mm-hmm. is so thrown by the idea that a Jedi could have erased those files. And, and Mace is kind of confirming that they are really living in a shadowy time. You know, the, the force is, uh, and I do think that this is a theme that is, that does run through this movie, uh, that is a perfect encapsulation of why the force is barely talked about in the prequels. Um, you know, we don't get any big force dissertations like we did in the original trilogy, because we get a tiny bit of it in episode one, and then by episode two, everything's clouded so i I kind of enjoy that maces again pointing out that their that their ability to tap into the force has been very difficult um but the thing I want to point out about obi wan is obi wan really seems kind of doubtful that he's able to train Anakin i mean it's 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 almost sad yeah. um you know, by just pointing out like yeah, I I now finally see what you and Yoda were concerned about. He's too old, he, he, and it's just it's it's again kind of this this sad foreshadowing of Obi Wan's lack of belief in himself and lack and his lack of belief in his ability to do this is going to make it impossible, right? Your focus determines your reality, and his focus is on how difficult this is because Anakin is so difficult, and it's just easy to chalk it up to he was too old, um, so. It's 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 tough to do something when you're starting at a place of deficit, right? You know, you start a new job and you don't think you can do it. It's going to be tough to do it. Um, Not speaking from experience or anything. Um, (laughs) um, And then the the final thing of note is is right. This conversation kind of has two parts. The first part is just you know, kind of the the mega plot. You know, what's going on? Where's Camino? And then, again, the more right. intimate plot of Obi-Wan's concerns about Anakin. And, and as he shares that he's worried about Anakin's emotional connection and emotional confusion around Padme, is going to be difficult for him. I just want to note again, Mace's kind of hollow response. You must have faith that he'll choose the right path. It's... Akin to Obi-Wan's response earlier in the movie when Anakin is talking about the nightmares about his mother. Dreams pass in time. Wow, that's really useless information. Thank you. (laughs) Right? So, just again, just kind of a reminder of the indictment of the prequel trilogy era of Jedi, right? That they're they're so emotionally detached that they don't know how to respond to these matters of the heart, if you will. Um, And, again, so anybody who's uh, really into the, the High Republic, which, obviously, you know, Jason, you and I both are. The Jedi are Mm -hmm. a very different type of order. They're very good at dealing with emotion and human longing. Um, But here in this brief little scene, you just see Obi-Wan is – I think he's kind of looking for some advice from Mace. Mace just kind of has this stoic, uh, you know, just have faith. Okay, thanks. (laughs) You know,
0: so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know – it's hard sometimes when, you know, we're we're given sort of the the Jedi uh the Jedi line of of well, you know, this is how it's supposed to be when we don't really, you know, have time in the movies and stuff to dig into the lessons and, you know, what what their, you know, the longer discussions about these kinds of things might actually entail between masters and padawans, uh, you know, when things aren't as dire, but (laughs) but of course right now it's, you know, it's just like, well, it's kind of pat and, uh, it's not entirely helpful. Um, but you know, it's because these, you know, these characters are, their minds are elsewhere. They're trying to deal with problems they think are bigger. Um, and you know, they're, they're not as, uh, they don't take the time to be as tuned in mm-hmm. to the emotional, uh, side of things.
1: For sure. So, um, all right. So, our first scene today, we also would cut.
0: <laughs> yes, we would cut it. Some it, neat stuff in here for sure. It's fine where it's, yeah, yep. It's fine where it is on the cutting room floor. Yes.
1: Um, well, let's get in this. This next. This next deleted scene is. Um, it's probably the longest one from from Attack of the Clones, um, mm-hmm. and it's of course when they go to meet Padme's parents. Um, so, we get to go to the Naberi slash Amidala household.
2: We're here. This is my house. This is my sister, Sola. Hello, Anakin. Hello. Hello. This is my mother. Hello. You made it just in time for dinner. I hope you're hungry, Anakin. A little. He's being polite, Mom. We're starving. Well, you've come to the right place at the right time. Honey, it's so good to see you safe. We were so worried. Dear. I know, I know. But I had to say it. Now it's done. Did you know, Anakin, you're the first boyfriend my sister's ever brought home? He's not my boyfriend. Anakin's a friend. We've known each other for years. He's a Jedi assigned to me by the Senate to protect me. A bodyguard? Oh, Pat May, they didn't tell us it was that serious. It's not, I promise. I'm not in any danger, Mom. Is she? Yes. um, I'm afraid she is. Uh, I sometimes wish that uh, I'd travel more, but uh, I must say, I'm, I'm very happy here. Padme tells me you teach at the university. Yeah, yeah. Before that, I was a, I was a builder. <laughs> I also worked for a, uh, a freedom relief movement, but I was very young. Why haven't you told us about him? What's there to talk about? He's just a boy. A boy? Have you seen the way he looks at you? So let's stop it. It's obvious he has feelings for you So tell me, son How serious is this thing? How much danger is my daughter really in? There have been two attempts on her life Chances are there will be more My master's tracking down the assassins I'm sure he'll find out who they are The situation won't last long I don't want anything to happen to her I don't either Friends, our relationship is strictly professional.
1: Oh, what a scene, Jason!
0: What a scene! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's a it's a good one. I like it. Um, it is long, and uh, I feel like it wasn't quite finished as far as editing is concerned i think it's a little clunky but overall mm-hmm. i really like the the meat of what's in it here um i think it's i think it's a lot of fun it's great to see padme uh sort of you know let down her hair a little bit you know uh, he's being polite mom we're starving you <laughs> know uh <laughs> you know having her sister tease her about You know, Anakin being the first boyfriend she's ever brought home, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And, of course, the the parents being concerned about their daughter's safety and, you know, getting the true answer from Anakin because they know Padme is not going to tell them that she's actually in danger. Uh, So, you know, there's a lot going on in the scene that I really like. Um, And I wish there was a way to include it back in the movie i just don't know how to weave it back in mm-hmm. to what's still there um i think you might have to break it up into smaller chunks um but i i don't know i i don't know how you would weave this back into what we currently have and still make it flow that being said i love the scene and i wish we could could still have it so, well, would you keep it or cut it? Uh, I'd keep it. I'd keep it. I'd find some way to keep it um, because I really love it. Uh, you know, everything from Padme's nieces running out to, you know, hug her and then get chased around by R2. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> one of they're doing the chase. Yeah, that's well. That's true. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, and the one of the the thing the interesting things is is there's the scene between um, Rui, uh, her father, and Anakin in the garden, mm-hmm. where they're walking along talking, and in the last section of that, uh, when Anakin is talking about the uh, attempts on her life, the. The blocking and the body language of Anakin is very Darth Vader. Mm. The way he sort of walks around, uh, kind of behind Rui as he out, you know, lays out what's going on and what Obi Wan's doing to try and solve it. Um, that that kind of movement was very, very Darth Vader, and something I, I picked up on. So there was some great body language acting in there. Uh, for Anakin, uh, and then I do like to see Padme outside of her her Senate responsibilities uh, more. So uh, I I'd, I'd find some way to keep this.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I definitely keep this scene. Uh, I think it's so important, um, specifically to their story, to Anakin and Padme's falling in love. Again, yeah, that's that's you know I mean. Uh, A critical response to Attack of the Clones, of course, is that Anakin and Padme just don't work. That's what critics always were saying, and I think I think that they can and they they do in their own way. But scenes like this really help it flesh out so much more than what we have currently on screen. Um, I love everything about this scene. It's a very at home scene. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's great. One I mean, one of my favorite elements of episode one is the time we get to spend in shmi's home with anakin like around the dinner table um right this this opportunity to, to to build character to build relationship and i love that we get a scene like this now with padme's family as soon as they show up and her nieces come running down the stairs to attack r2 and play with him there's this great shot of, of, again, obviously you can't see this unless you watch, um, but Anakin just has this beautiful smile that comes over his face. And I think it's it's just a celebration of Anakin sees the wonder of this family. It's, it's a very joyful little scene as it opens um, and, and represents, again, both of their longings for home, both of their longing mm-hmm. for f- to be at home with a family. Um, And again, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean it has to absolutely be they're married with children. But like they have this particular type of longing that they get to share because of a scene like this. Um, And, you know, it 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 also represents, you know, in the midst of the chaos of the movie up until this point, this is a sanctuary. This is a place where they have Mm -hmm. gone to be safe um, and they're going to be with her family. Uh, so I, I really enjoy that kind of thematic piece, that this is a safe place to be together, to, you know, quite literally let their hair down. Um, Sola, her sister, commenting about bringing the boyfriend home. Padme <laughs> quick to dismiss that. No, 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 he's just a friend, not my boyfriend. Don't look at me like that. It makes me uncomfortable. You'll always be that boy I knew, Annie. Right. Like this is like another one of those instances where Padme is establishing the boundary of their relationship. Um, and you get that quick look on his face of like disappointment and somewhat hurt. Um, and I almost feel like that's why he's so quick to sell her out to her father when he's like, is, is she really in danger? Yeah, I'm afraid she is like, screw you. <laughs> like he's, he's <laughs> is, This is him being like a, a pissy teenager. Um, you know, he's not well, he's not pleased.
0: Well, you know, if if one is going to you know have any sort of romantic hopes uh, with with Padme, one should not lie to her father. So right. there is that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and and
1: like you commented, I made the same notes myself about the, the shot, the scenes with her, with Anakin and her father Rui in the garden. Anakin feels very Vader in that scene, in his body language, the way he he kind of. Circles Rui almost predatorily. It's interesting. And then stands behind him as he talks. But Rui's back is to him. But he stands behind him, kind of talking down to him. And to me, my interpretation of why they're kind of blocking this to be Vader esque um, is this is Anakin talking about the threat to her life. This is him, I think, trying to be in control. This is Anakin Mm -hmm. trying to puff up his chest. You know, he's got the hands behind his back, his shoulders. His shoulder blades are back. His, pu- his chest is puffed up. You know, I mean, this is this is just typical, uh, you know, what we do when we're trying to, to, to look big and strong. And Anakin is in these moments. He's trying to say, my master is going to get to the bottom of this and I'm going to keep her safe. Right. Like it's it's this assertion of power. It's an assertion of. Yeah. It's a good intention that he has, but it's still a sense of raw power that I feel like he's conveying yeah. just in his physicality in that little scene.
0: Try, trying to assure her father that yes i am capable of of doing what i'm assigned to do you know yes. I, I i am capable and strong enough to keep your daughter safe right so get your um, get is, your yeah get your dowry
1: yeah. ready i'm going to marry that girl <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: well, actually, I'll hold this question for a second because I'll finish my little take on this. Um, but I, I also then love the scene of Padme with Sola and her mother in the kitchen where they're so quick to point out, like, he's clearly got feelings for you. You're just trying to hide from them. And this scene is actually a, a little bit even more in the novel. Like, there's a little bit more back and forth um, between mm-hmm. um, Padme and her sister. Um, but even what we get here in this little scene is... I love that it establishes her mother and sister know her so well that they're like – they see right through the fact that she's she's lying about the fact that of course she's aware that Anakin is looking at her a particular way. And yes, she in fact is noticing and kind of likes it. So I like that they're like, oh, yeah. come on. You can say it. But – right. So it's
0: it, – It's it's, it's, it's really v- professional and yeah. then – her mom gives that look, like, mm hmm. Right. If you say so, dear. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it,
1: it does a beautiful little job of just establishing the f- familial intimacy of this, of this group. You know, like they really understand Padme, and, and she's just trying yeah. to be defensive of it. Um, so, here's my quick question for you Do you mm-hmm. think when they get married at the end of the movie, does her family know, do you think? Or do you think no. they keep it from them?
0: I think they keep it from them. Yeah. uh which is not good in my opinion um but they the idea is that they have to keep it secret from everyone in order to keep you know to to keep everyone safe and so uh they they're not going to tell anybody so yeah. it's it's disappointing because i think the Naberis would have been absolutely thrilled. But of course, it's nice that it didn't happen because as soon as, you know, Vader falls or Anakin Falls becomes Vader, and anything associated with his past as Anakin, including the marriage to Padme, has to be kept quiet, that would have put the family in danger for sure. So sure. I'm glad it, it didn't happen. Yeah. But for the Health and safety of their relationship, and to possibly avoid what happens at the end of Revenge of the Sith, maybe they should have told them. Um, but yeah, I don't think they told them.
1: Yeah, and I, I yeah I'm with you. I don't I I doubt they did as well. But interestingly enough, I think if they had, they'd have been fine with it. I mean, the fact that Sola, they clearly know he's a Jedi. Look at the way he's dressed. He's got a lightsaber on his belt. Like, it's very clear what his station in life is when he comes into that house. And yet, Sola's still quick to assume it's her boyfriend. Um, Oh, yeah. So I just feel like they would have been totally fine with it. I don't think they would have had an issue. Um, You know, I mean, I think they would have been like, all right, this is something you need to figure out because the Jedi are archaic. (laughs) Um, But we recognize your connection and, and, and we honor it. Uh so but yeah, but all that to say, I'm with you. I don't think they share it with, with them. I mean, I'm pretty sure no. the only people that know they're married until episode three explicitly is the droids, the holy man. And I'm sure, you know, at some point during the Clone Wars, Obi Wan I mean I don't know that Obi-Wan knows that they were ever married, even in Revenge of the Sith, when he, you know, confronts Padme that last time and says, I'm so sorry, you know, like that Anakin's the father. I don't know that he necessarily knows they're
0: married. And that's willful ignorance on Obi-Wan's part. Right. You know, he could have easily figured it out, you know, the three years since, uh, you know, their marriage to the end of the Clone Wars, he could have easily figured that out um if ahsoka had stuck around longer i'm sure she would have figured it out uh i think ahsoka palpatine knows i think ahsoka did figure it
1: out and i actually Uh, randomly rewatched the scene of her leaving the order this morning um and when anakin says you know i get it the, the, the 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 you know wanting to leave the order and she says i know and the way she says it She knows she knows about him and Padme. Again, I don't know if she knows that they're married, but she knows that they have a relationship that goes beyond the boundary he's supposed to have. Um, So I'm, I'm fairly certain Ahsoka knows.
0: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Palpatine knows. Yes. Um there, I, I don't remember which book it's in. It's
1: in the Revenge of um, the Sith novel. He reveals, "You don't think I have friends in
0: the holy people of Naboo?" That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He yeah. he knows he he knows the the, the cleric who married them. Yes, he, he got the info directly from the holy man. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, oh, can you imagine Palpatine just having hanging out with a bunch of clergy people from Theed? What was what what's that like? That's the comic. That's the comic series we deserve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Palpatine and the clergy oh, oh man <laughs> anyway. i sure that would be an interesting interesting conversation yeah. uh,
1: so our next scene uh, we're staying here at, at the Nabari household and we get to have this little intimate moment between Anakin and Padme in her bedroom
2: so you still live at home I move around so much. Never had a place at my own. Official residences have no warmth. I feel good here, I feel at home. Never really had a home. Home was always where my mom was. Hmm. Is this you? That was when I went with a relief group Their sun was imploding and the planet was dying. I was helping me locate all the children. See that little one I'm holding? His name was Nakitulo, which means sweetheart. He was so full of life. They all were. They were never able to adapt to live off their native planet. They all died. My first day as an apprentice legislator. that was the difference.
1: What do you think about this one?
0: This is an interesting one it's it, It's a very quiet scene uh I can see why it was cut um, because it it's a scene that doesn't really move anything plot wise there's no plot in this scene at all it's just Mm -hmm. padme sort of talking about her history and anakin uh you know looking at mementos and pictures in her bedroom you know as he kind of gets to know the woman behind the the office essentially uh it's it's a nice scene. It's a really nice scene. And I, I like the story she tells about um the the people that they tried to relocate and Makatilo or whatever his name was, um and the you know what happened to them. It's a it's a nice moment because obviously it shows that she still cares. After all this time, she still cares because it still affects her so deeply. Um so it's a really Nice little intimate scene. Uh, I I like the sentiments. I like the stories. But in terms of fitting this scene back in with the overall plot of the movie and everything else that's going on, I probably would have made the decision to cut this one too. Mm. So.
1: Yeah, um, this is this is the one where I was kind of either way on, um, but definitely lean towards cutting because, uh, like, yeah. Said, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly doesn't move the plot forward, which which is fine. You don't not every scene needs to move plot forward, um, and I know right. that's not what you're arguing, um, but it doesn't do that much to move even their relationship, right? Like, because this this should be right. a scene about them. And the but that said, the one element of it that I do really appreciate is the way it opens with this conversation about what it means to be home um because mm-hmm. again like i think that's that is what ultimately brings them together is they're they're longing for home they're longing for family um you know and so it's fun to learn that padme who's now in her late 20s still essentially lives at home but <laughs> she's yeah she, but she's so busy traveling the galaxy so it's it's a nice it's a nice uh a, a nice way of of recognizing that you know there's there's no timeline on when you have to move out um, especially if you like your folks <laughs> um and uh and i like again that it, it, anakin shares with her that for him home was always where his mother was right that's that was his idea right. of home um so in a lot of ways you know home for them is always about relationship same is true for family, family. It, yeah family um <clears throat> excuse me um So, yeah, I mean, again, I don't think you need this, though, Um, but that's at least what I what I enjoyed about it is the fact that this is, again, just a a point of bonding over family. Um, And, of course, her sharing the story about the refugees they tried to relocate is just, again, a, a nice reminder of the fact that Padme always has other people's intentions at her heart. You know, she's always been. Um, she's always cared about others. I mean, social justice and caring for those in need has been uh, a titular part of Padme's entire life. Um, and I just find it a little striking that when she shares the fact that they were, that they all died because they weren't able to adapt, um, you can, you can feel the sadness in her voice. You, like you said, Jason, she still carries this with her. Um, she still Mm -hmm. carries that pain and that grief. And what's interesting is Anakin doesn't have a response. He just looks to the next picture. Um, and I, I my way of interpreting that is partly, one, just bad writing on George's part. Um, but also, two, like in universe, Anakin probably doesn't really know how to respond to that. Right? Um, I mean, we have to remember he's an 18-, 19-year-old kid with very limited experience of the world, let alone tremendous tragedy like that. So um, – I think whenever we're presented with like hard news from somebody that and we don't necessarily know how to respond to it, it is sometimes quicker to just look at the next picture that looks a little happier. What's this one? Right. Like, OK, so you lo- you, you win some, you lose some is almost kind of the interpretation, if you will. Right. Um, so it, the next the next photo is, of course, reminiscing about how she got involved with all this type of work to begin with, like as a young girl joining this, you know, uh, political party. Uh, teen group i don't know (laughs) political teens on naboo (laughs) i don't know uh legislative apprenticeship yes yeah um so kind of a reminder that padme while she may not have always maybe maybe not every mission was successful she still got into this for for really good reasons um but all that to say i'm with you jason i think i think we can cut the scene it doesn't it doesn't need to be in there yeah um yeah, so we got two scenes left, and they're both yeah. relatively shorter. Um, but the first one is is pretty neat. It's uh, Duku interrogating Padme after, of course, their antics in the droid droid factory. They've been captured, and Padme is brought before Duku to essentially not quite stand trial, but to uh, have a have a conversation with the Count. <laughs>
2: You're holding a Jedi Knight, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm formally requesting you hand him over to me now. We don't recognize the Republic here, Senator. But if Naboo were to join our alliance, I could easily hear your plea for clemency. And if I don't join your rebellion? The Republic cannot be fixed, my lady. It is time to start over. I know of your treaties with the Trade Federation, the Commerce Guilds, and the others count. I will not forsake all I have honored and worked for and betray the Republic. Without your cooperation, I've done all I can for you. Oh. What
1: do you think, Jason?
0: I like it. I think it's fun because we get to see, you know... Padme and Dooku basically on the same kind of level, uh, which is nice. Um, you know, it, it's nice to see them in their official roles, you know, and what that kind of looks like. I think that's cool. Um, so here's the thing is that, you know, a lot of the sentiments that Dooku is giving Anakin and Padme, he gives Obi Wan. Mm. Uh, when -hmm. in their conversation in in the prison you know is i've done all i can for you you know it's is basically what he leaves both of them with in these scenes is you know that's all i can do for you it's kind of nice uh to to kind of see this and to to see uh that you know dooku considers padme uh you know powerful enough and and uh you know influential enough and that he would offer her you know the opportunity to join the separatists uh uh, you know on her word essentially um to to free obi-wan uh whether or not he actually believes that she would follow through with that offer is another question uh but you know he at least makes it uh and, and that sort of thing. So it, it's interesting to to see and to watch the two of them kind of verbally spar a little. Mm. Uh, but it does, and a lot of you know what we, we we've talked about with Dooku is the fact that you know they tried to keep him very mysterious and very uh, you know aloof. Until the end when he's revealed to be a Sith. Um, And this scene kind of gives him a darker air uh, and kind of tips the hand a little bit. So I can see why they cut it. I think I would have cut it too. As much as I kind of like – as much as I like what's going on in it, I think I'd cut it too.
1: Yeah. Um, I – yeah, I think I also – well, actually it's funny. When I first made – when I first watched it, made my quick little notes about it, actually put keep it. Um, and and oh. the only reason I had the impulse initially to just keep it is because it is good to get to see Padme do a little bit of pol- politicking with Dooku. Um, yeah. Again, uh, we don't get enough of that stuff of, from Padme uh, across the prequels. Um So I enjoy it. I mean, her dialogue is so stiff. I mean, it's not good. (laughs) I'm not, uh, you know, uh, I mean, there's lots of those moments, unfortunately, in in the prequels. But Padme just, I mean, Natalie Portman just bombs this scene, in my opinion. And she's a great actor, no question.
0: But this one is just, it's like she's just reading off the cue card. (laughs) Um, It's Even Oscar winning actors have have bad days and and scenes that just can't get their their minds and their mouths around. So uh, Christopher <laughs> yeah. Lee manages it quite oh, well. Yes. He's, um, I
1: mean, he's, he's gold and anything he touches. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I I'm just going to leave it as an either or like you could easily cut yeah. this because there's not much added. I do like that. We get to see Padme at least get to confront him a bit, have this conversation. Um, it's neat to see that he of he, he he gets to tempt two people right he he tempts obi-wan yeah. to join him and now he kind of tempts padme to join this movement um but he doesn't it's it's a different type of temptation you know it's it's neat because when he when he's tempting obi-wan it's like no the sith are back if you join me we can defeat them but with padme i do like that he points out the republic is broken it needs it needs to start over like I do think that there is a there is some truth in that for Dooku, right? Like while he is also Darth mm-hmm. Tyrannus, apprentice to Darth Sidious, there is also a Dooku who's hoping to somehow create a better galaxy with the, the path he's chosen to take.
0: And there, it's why he left the Order in the first place, you yeah. know, is he didn't believe that the Republic worked the way it claimed anymore. So – and he also his temptation is not only you know the the republic is broken, which Padme probably recognizes, but Padme wants to try and fix it from within, uh, whereas Dooku wants to start over, uh, at least so he claims. But he also uses this you know as sort of a temptation to her compassion. You know, if sure. you join, then I can hear your plea for clemency for Obi Wan Kenobi,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know you'll be able to save your friend. Is the Implication,
1: yeah. so
0: um, it, it, it's it's a very interesting thing. Uh, I like you know, like I said, I, I like the information that we get, and I like the the idea of the politicking between them. But ultimately, I think I think we're okay that the scene didn't make the final cut. <laughs>
1: so yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, only other thing I want to note about it is just I do like the visual. I like that Django's got a poncho on. Um, it's a great looking poncho, and it's just it's neat because it reminds me of visually the the Cloud City dinner scene when they get betrayed. You've got a a, a Fett standing behind a Sith Lord, <laughs> just kind of backing him yeah. up. Yeah. So I think that's just I just like that visual uh, rhyming, if you will, when you've got Vader with Boba Fett behind him, and now you've got Dooku, and Dooku's kind of the Darth Vader in a way of this story mm-hmm. with a with a with Django standing behind him. I just, I just like that visually.
0: It's, it's a good visual and I think it was very deliberate. Sure. So Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I think, yeah, based on this short convo. Yeah. Let's cut it. They, yeah, they, which they did. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, we got one last scene. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a short one where Padme and Anakin stand trial be- before a Geonosian council, uh, uh if you will. So, I'm going to play the scene. Of course, Pago the Lesser speaks only in Geonosian. Um, there are obviously subtitles. Uh, basically, he's condemning them to death. That's all you need to know. But let's play this scene just so it's fresh in everybody's uh, everybody's ears.
2: You're committing an act of war, Archduke. I hope you're prepared for the consequences. Get on with it. Carry out the sentence. I want to see her suffer. All right.
0: <laughs>
1: Um yeah, so Poggle essentially charges them with a treason and espionage, right? They're uh, kind of this farce that they're there spying and that's why they're going to be mm-hmm. condemned to death. To Padmé's, you know, quick like this is an act of war by doing this. He's like, "We make weapons. We're ready." <laughs> so
0: that, that's the best part of this scene is, "We build weapons, Senator. That's our business." You know, like of course we're ready for this you know that's honestly in my opinion the best part of the scene i think that re- that response is 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 great um but it it's fine you know i, I don't i'm i'm fine they cut it, it yeah. it's a little it's a little interesting um to to see the machinations of you know how they get from one thing to another but I don't think we needed a whole scene for it. Um, yeah. And the only other really interesting part of this is Newt Gunray is sitting there in the the gallery, just essentially rubbing his hands together with glee that Padme <laughs> is about to get it. Yeah, um, You know, so which we get all of this information either off screen or we see it again at the arena where Newt Gunray is just, you know, Again, very gleeful about the tortures that Padme is about to endure. Um, so I, I'm totally fine with this scene. This is probably the most unimpressive of the, of the scenes that we talked about in my opinion. Yeah, um, And I'm, I'm very fine that it was cut. Yeah. I would have cut it too. Yeah.
1: I mean it's barely 30 seconds um, and I'm with you. It, it adds nothing. It, it, it's an, definitely a cuttable scene. Yeah. Um, the the one thing of note I was going to point out uh, is is I was watching it again just now as we were playing it. I do like that Dooku is just sitting among the other Separatist leaders. I which to me is just like it's kind of disrespectful. Even though he's the head of the movement, he recognizes that these two people showed up on Geonosis. He's he was they're a threat to Geonosians, not to him personally, not to the separatist movement in general. So I don't know. It, it's it is a nice passive way of him kind of recognizing the courts of this land, right? Uh, you know, I mean, I think we know deep down, Dooku probably has no respect for the Geonosians at all. He's clearly using them as pawns, but at the same time, he's putting this public front on of see here we respect you, we respect we respect states' rights, if you will, like to use American language, right, like. If the republic is the federal government, the separatist movement wants states' rights, right? Like, um, it's kind of you know the old the old American adage. Uh, So, are we a federation or are we a republic? Um, Maybe that's the same thing, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, so I do. I mean, I appreciate that Dooku kind of just you know sits back and and allows this to happen. He's he's merely an observer, and he's not going to argue for clemency because he already he gave that option. Um, And, you know, like you said, with with Gunray, it's just a reminder of how juvenile he is. He's still so pissy that she embarrassed his embarrassed him on Naboo 10 years ago that he just wants his revenge. But like you said, we get that. I mean, we get we get his pettiness in several other moments of the movie. We don't we don't need it here, too.
0: Right, exactly. You know, and to your point on Dooku, it's also kind of, you know, shows that, you know, he's more than willing to let. You know, someone like the Geonosians put their necks out and make a public, you know, put a republic senator on trial uh, for him so that that, uh, you know, PR, for lack of a better word, uh, doesn't go out there on the separatists, you know, (laughs) as going against the separatists. So he's more than willing to let the Geonosians take care of that, take the lead on that to to keep his slate Looking uh, clean, whether it's clean or not is another story, but at least it looks clean. So, (laughs) so for sure. Yeah. I, I don't have anything else to say about this scene.
1: Nor do I. It's yeah, there's not much to it. It's, it's, that's the thing is this, the second half, they're not quite as meaty, uh, especially these last couple. Um, Yeah. So, but oh my goodness, Jason, this was, I, I loved this. I loved just like talking. I, I mean, we haven't looked at deleted scenes explicitly. I don't think ever. Um, and I don't think so either. So, like like you mentioned last week, uh, I think this will be something we'll we'll revisit in the near future, looking at some of the other movies with with good deleted scenes. Revenge of the Sith has some phenomenal deleted scenes. Um, Phantom yeah. Menace has some really fun ones too. Uh, I mean, the, all of them have good have good deleted scenes. Every every Star Wars movie. Um, so. Uh maybe maybe we'll throw out a poll there at, at the start of September or something and let people pick which movie they want us to do deleted scenes for next.
0: I like that. I like that idea. We'll we'll give you a couple of them and you get to choose which one we do first. So, yeah. Um but yeah, I I definitely want to revisit this whole discussion. Uh I think I think on the whole uh we put about four of the scenes back in uh the two yes. of us we put about four or four or five of them. So maybe half or just under half of these scenes back into the movie. Um, But with at least half of these, we're we're right in in agreement with George uh, and the editing team as to cutting them. So, yes, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to kind of give it as a, you know, 20 year later Monday morning cornerbacking (laughs) um, of a movie. So, uh, you know, just a fun thought exercise and something I definitely look forward to doing with the others.
1: Likewise. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think with that total, I mean, I think if we do keep half of them, you're probably only looking at an extra five to six minutes of movie, maybe seven minutes. Um, which like you said, I mean, up to this point, it's the longest star Wars movie. Uh, it's, it's third now to, to episodes eight and nine. Um, but I feel like you can easily add some of these great, especially character building moments and, Either one, completely lift out the Detroit factory stuff because I don't think it's necessary or just trim some of the closing battle, uh, which is really, really long. Um, and I know, I mean, I know a lot of folks would totally probably push back against that if that's your favorite part of the movie. Um, but I'd rather. I would. <laughs> 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 um, but well, it doesn't really matter because it's 20 years later and they're not going back in. So. Right. Exactly. Um, you know? <laughs> yeah. But. uh yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this was just so fun to look back on all of those scenes and, and have a fun discussion around them. Uh, and you know, like we said, we, we will probably do another one of these again next month, um, and we'll give you yeah. the opportunity to vote on which one.
0: Last question, Carl. Yeah. Of the scenes that we decided we want to put back, if you could only pick one of them, mm. which would it be? I have my answer. If you want me to go first, yeah, go first. <laughs> Uh, it's the extended landing on Naboo, um, nice. yeah, that we talked about at yeah. the end of last episode. Um, I think that gives uh, a, a, a wider catch of of issues and, and uh, discussions and uh, motivations for Padman, Anakin, uh, you know, in that one scene than than any of them, um, and I think it. it you know, pushing that scene out to include everything that was filmed for it, I think would be easy enough to do, um, you know, especially now. Uh, so that would be the one I would put back if I had to pick just nice. one.
1: Um, we're in agreement. Yeah, I think that's the one I also put back in um, because of all the things you said. It, it, it really helps establish their their relationship. It really helps establish what their both kind of longing for what they're both after. Um, yeah, yeah. It really sets up the reality that Padme could be looking his way. Um, Cause Anakin's, I mean, his heart is on his sleeve. He couldn't be any more obvious. Um, but, right. But this scene really does disclose why it's important to Padme to, uh, to, to potentially have a, a suitor. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I'm in agreement with you on that. So my final question then to you roll this back oh. on you which is your favorite deleted scene and if you need a moment i've got my
0: answer uh let me make sure i'm not forgetting any of them well do you want me to give my week. answer while you look yeah go ahead
1: okay so uh my favorite one is definitely the uh meeting her family I love that scene. Mm. I think it's just really sweet and tender. I don't know. I feel like I'm watching a sitcom and and I love sitcoms. This is bringing the boyfriend home and but not the boyfriend but kind of the boyfriend I don't know I love I love that stuff. I love getting to meet her her family so that's that's my favorite one. What about you that's a
0: that's a great one. I think honestly, and this is just totally uh because I love the character. Can I, can I guess um, can I guess? Sure, the lost 20 yes yes yeah i exactly right i i would put the you're a dooku man back in with i am i'm a dooku man uh that information about dooku uh i think it's great and and i think it it adds some of that extra mystery to dooku um that they wanted to set up and it kind of brings him back into the movie a little bit so but yeah i i love the scene and Jakasta knew Totally had a crush. Oh yeah, on Dooku while he was oh, uh, yeah. a Jedi Master. So, <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, yeah,
1: that was that is a very close second from my favorite of of the deleted scenes. I, the the, the stuff is just so good and tender to me, but this is definitely my close second as well because I love that world building of the Lost Twenty. That the little bit more about Duku is also great. So I had a feeling that
0: was going to be yours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right all right my friend if people want to uh weigh in on their thoughts on these deleted scenes or or keep an eye out for in the future for polls for which movie we should tackle deleted scenes for next where can people do that carl
1: uh well we are on instagram at the wampas lair uh you can also find us on twitter at wampas lair (laughs) Sorry, I don't know why I keep forgetting these all of a sudden. We've been doing this for years. Um, and then you can always email us at <laughs> Lair Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and uh, just we've been said this in probably years, Jason. So if if you're a newer listener, uh, you listen to us on Spotify or iTunes, wherever, if you've got an ability to, to leave a rating, we would love it if you gave us a, a rating or a review or something. Just helps the show be seen more visibly. So we always appreciate that.
0: Yes, absolutely. We... We tip our hats to you and say thank you. Um, But anything else? I think that's it. Uh, I say let's cut. Cut? (laughs) Sounds good to me. Thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode of the Wampa's Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 480, Attack of the Cutscenes, Part 2. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampa's Lair.